Turn on the audio so that way you guys can hear me. There we go. Sweet. <laughs> it's one little button. There we go. All right. Welcome to the journey. It's Monday night. Glad to have you guys here. I uh, just want to let you know that if you have been blessed by the journey and, uh, you know, as the broadcast goes on, you're getting stuff, um, you feel touched by it, you want to support what we're doing, you can do that here at www.hcm-stratford.org. And there's a donate button and you can give there. And, um, yeah, that is how you can help us do what we do. There's always upgrades and things you want to do and uh, just even maintaining and yeah. covering what it costs to run this thing. And so if you guys want to help out, feel free. We won't stay on that any longer than that. Um, also, if you want to catch past, uh, past broadcasts, you can go to YouTube, the Easy video library you there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, YouTube library is uh, the easiest one to navigate. Also, we're live on YouTube right now. We didn't forget this week. Also, if you want just the audios, say you like to run or you're working out in the morning and you want to meditate upon Revelation, uh, you can go to Spotify, Podomatic, Deezer, anywhere you can get podcasts and find Grace and Truth, John Brown. And, uh, yeah, be able to listen to just the audio. So we want to welcome you guys. It's been a week. We are back. Johnny's sharing just like you should do. That's Share cool. the broadcast. Get it out there. <laughs> Get the broadcast out there. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's good to be here. Yes, it is. <sighs> yeah, no, it's a good day. It's so beautiful today. Yeah. What a change. Mm. Yes. Ah. Yes, it's good in Canada now. <laughs> yeah, it took a while, man. I don't think it's ever taken till May for me in my remembrance used to, to like. It used to be March, right? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it would or just is that be before your time. <laughs> when I nice when I was in, in Windsor, I remember having uh, Christmas in shorts. But yeah, you got to go to the tropics of Canada. Yeah, out to White Rock. Yeah, <laughs> but or um, Windsor is better than. Montreal. I call Windsor the armpit of Canada. It's really warm, but it kind of smells. <laughs> the Detroit River, you know, it's right there. Oh, yeah. And, so. and they, they, uh, if you uh, take a drive down by the water, actually, the smell is from the plant that makes whiskey. And it some stinks. Oh, the wheat smell. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, or no, what's that called? I don't uh, know. The it's, yeast. Yeah, it's the yeast. It's it intense. smells almost like. Like if you shoved your face in like the essence of a cornflake, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Like, I you know, like know. frosted flakes. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just smells of like cornflake. I just really uh, noticed that a lot when uh, we went and stayed in Windsor one time when Sue had her eyes done, LASIK many, many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, well, Windsor actually. No, I never smelled that. I was down by the water. I was like, boom. It was like, what yeah. the heck is that? You know? Well, Windsor actually is the place where it started. I Lysic eye surgery. The guy invented yeah, it. Yeah, I know. from Windsor. Yeah. yeah. This was that long ago. Yeah, yeah, it was at that the guy, beginning. Yeah. yeah. I know. Crazy. That was kind of cool. So, just a little story there. I'm still amazed at the time when we got back. I went with uh, Steve Sutton because Carrie got done the same time as Sue. And so. It was really kind of wild because they went back and had a sleep and we went and grabbed something to eat and came back. And when we came back, they were just waking up 
And to this day, I'll never forget Carrie Seddon getting up and walking over to the window, and there was a ship down on the water, and some guy with uh, red shoes on was walking around on the ship, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I can see his shoes. It was like she first time somebody just got healed from being blind or something, right? <laughs> I was watching her, and it was just amazing. Perception. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. That's it's kind of like the kingdom, yes. Yeah, That's no, right. I, I caught that. Mm -hmm. Can you turn up John's mic? I can, but he can also just move closer to it. Do you think? Is it? Can you hear me now? It's like the uh, uh, mobile commercial. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you were a little far away from Was it. Was I? I didn't notice. Probably the, more than usual, but it's all right. Okay. We're doing good. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, is that is that better, Ed? Can you hear me now? I'll wait for his comment. <laughs> and then we can turn me up. Yep. Yes, he Perfect. can. Okay, good. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, mm. got to love that, right? Presence of the Lord in us, through us, all around us, never leaves us. Amen. So we need to, you know, instead of being tuned out, we tune in. Mm. Get it? Tune yep. in. Tune in. That's right. Tune. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. That's right. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> your day, your moment will get much better. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Abba, mm, Dad, mm. we just love you tonight. We thank you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Christ, the knowledge of Christ, being Christ conscious of Christ, and, and being able to live and move and have our being in the reality of who we are in you. Lord, it's a, an exciting time for me in my lifetime to be coming into the realization of this and and living the experience of the kiss yeah instead of i heard a lot about kissing read a lot of books you know all the books of what i had to do including being holy when it wasn't really holy it was uh, a puritan concept of control that wanted me to be this thing that God didn't ask of me. Do you know why religion likes holiness? I uh, know. Because self-effort stops the journey of the heart. Yes. That's very good. It's man. a prison. It's a prison. It only lasts as long as you're able. Yeah. And then when you're not able anymore, you have to start over. And that's why it's a business. They make money off that. <laughs> it's a business. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't strong. Better hit the altar. Yes. Oh. Um, but... Yeah, God's God's oh. not really into religion. No. No. I'm he, learning that. He's into the experience of the kiss of intimacy. Kiss the son lest you die, meaning spiritually die. So intimacy is very mm. important. He's into the kiss. He's a kissing God. <laughs> Just so you know. He's a kissing God. Yes, if you don't like kissing, yeah, you best not follow him. Yeah. He's um, very close. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love and union, right? Yeah. Love and union. We're going to go into the everlasting gospel tonight a bit. And I'm, I'm excited about this. I mean, I didn't know whether I should share some of this. And then I decided, Whoa. hey, why not? <clears throat> why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? You only live forever. Go ahead. That's right. <laughs> yes. It's all is as all and all is. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Ah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. W would you like me to start? Sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> all the way home. Is what we'll do. <laughs> this little piggy went to market. <laughs> Woo! This little piggy had none. <laughs> That's too bad. I felt bad. Feel bad for that little piggy. Don't you? <laughs> and this one went all the way home. That's our idea. It's going home. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so <clears throat> now that we've got that out of the way, <laughs> but only for a moment, <clears throat> only for a moment. <laughs> he just, uh, whoa, I, I, Captain, he, um, he, 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 ah, <laughs> uh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, there. Just, just drink that in. It's like a wave coming over you now. <sighs> Eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wasn't it merry at the feet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, shall we? <laughs> All right. Mm. Proverbs 25, 2. God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. But the honor of kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. So, I'm hoping not to trigger you here, but... I want to show you something. A word is only what you attach a meaning to. So if somebody says something, this means this, and then everybody thinks that's what it means, and they get all afraid of what it is, and so they don't go near it. So the word occult means hidden, not satanic. Yeah. Again, I'm not talking evil. I'm talking the permission to question and to look to see the possibilities in the hiding place of God, which would be the hiding place of God in his glory would be the occult. You see, it's a good word. It's not a bad word. It's just we've attached it to this belief system of Satan and how it's all about sacrificing children. That's our belief. So we say that word, and instantly that's uh, the church anyway. Instantly, we all think that's what it means when the actual literal meaning is uh, hidden. Hidden. Mm. So God wants us to uh, look into the hidden <laughs> or the occult. It doesn't mean, again, that. It means be open to question and look to see possibilities in things that are all around you that you seem to have been hidden from because you were trying to protect yourself with the spirit of control, which is witchcraft, mm. right? So you gotta be open to what's around you so that the spirit of God can teach you. Um, 
it means to change your mind from one direction, which is evil, to look the opposite way and live. If you take the word evil, E-V-I-L, and you write it the other way, it's called L-I-V-E. See, if you go the other way, metanoia, and you begin to open your mind up, instead of going, oh, that's all evil, guess what? You'll find life. You'll live. You're being hidden from life is what's going on. Come on. From the truth, right? Because the truth will set you free from the control that we've been under. Mm. It's not about the word again. It's the hiddenness. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. There's no boogeyman in the dark. You're okay. We're to be led by the Spirit of God into all truth, not by man, not by media, and definitely not by dogma. We can use, he can use, sorry, anything, but it is him who must lead you, not your carnal box or mental construct that makes you feel free, or sorry, makes you feel secure and in control. Mm. We want to feel secure and in control. That's why we find something, create a box, and live within it and say we're okay. But the truth is we must find security in Christ. Come on. And then we're okay. And then we're able to have revelation brought to us, and God can teach us, whether it's through a book, through a bird flying through a tree, whether it's something you're watching in a movie, whether it's in the Bible, wherever it is, God will teach you if you're open to his spirit, which is the one that Christ gave us to lead us into all truth, not man-made dogma. <clears throat> so this is not to trigger you, but to awaken you to say, it's okay to look at the hidden things, allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, and to bring discernment in the midst of it. He'll give you discernment. What's right, what's wrong, this is okay. Probably shouldn't go in there, right? You know this stuff well. You walk in a store and you go, wow, this doesn't feel so good, and you leave. It's discernment. It's not that the people are bad. It's, it's just discernment. You don't need to be there, right? So revelation is actually light that causes you to see and changes your perception and your conscious awareness, ultimately, mm. as it did for Enoch. That's what it did for Enoch. He became immortal because he was always immortal. But now he knew it. He just didn't believe it. He knew it. And he didn't die. And there was much more to it than that. He was walking in the realms of heaven with God. It was only us that, when it says was no more, that couldn't see him, the carnal-minded. But he was fully visible, just not to the carnal. And he could descend and ascend into this realm. How do we know that? Because even today, he's doing that. He's still alive. So what's he doing? He's visiting Justin Abraham. He's visiting others. Are having visits with Enoch. And he's still wearing his body as he was back in that day. That's wild, eh? Yeah. So what is that? That's telling us something. God's no respecter of per persons. So do we want to win the race. If there was a race, Paul said, run the race to win. Now, in this case, everybody can win. 
the sad part is this little piggy had none you know it's like you got to be willing to press into this thing or you're not going to get it right and it's got nothing to do with intelligence god is the one that reveals right i'm just i am just a uh you know a, a postman Hey, it's gonna do that's good yeah <laughs> so there's an awkward amount of tuning going on tonight <laughs> yes so scripture has levels of truth each truth is couched on the lower remember there's a different ones there's a lower so there's the simple or literal then there's a hint then there's allegory then there's math yeah there's earlier uh teachings we've done here much more elaborate on that and what it is i'm not taking a lot of time the reason i'm bringing it up is because we're going to dive into a little allegory to show you the human race tonight mm -hmm. okay so it's a, the the scripture is basically a picture book about you and your possible journey possible i say because you have free will from carnality to go from carnality back to spirit, which is what? Christ conscious. Spirit is Christ conscious. The spirit of Christ dwells in you. To become conscious, aware of Christ in you, and to be able to ascend the levels, the heavens, to the place with the Father. This is God's passion and desire for you, each and every one of us. So when you read stories in the scripture, don't read them like it's a history book or how to be good or bad. What you need to do is look at it and let the Spirit of God show you what you're to get from the story about you. Come on. That's what it's there for. That's another level to see. Is the literal true? I'm not arguing with the literal. I'm not saying it isn't. It is. But God's way beyond this. It isn't a regular book. This isn't a history book or it would have disappeared. It's, it's a book of spirit with four levels to teach us. Come on. So let's look, let's look at this. There are three Gospels in the Bible. The Bible talks about three Gospels. There's the Gospel of Salvation. Uh, just let me make sure I'm not going out to this. Yep. The Gospel of the Kingdom and the everlasting gospel, which always was, is, and always will be, because it's outside time. Mm. It's the age to come, but it's always been. It never has not been. So this will make a little more sense in a minute. So Revelation 14, 6 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. What's the midst of heaven? Not in the middle of the sky. It means on the ladder, he was in one of the midst of the heavens where people were being awakened. And it says he had the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth that are carnal, that are still in carnality, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. This is for everybody, every human being. So in some ways, I'm... The Lord is downloading through me right now, in the midst of heaven, 
the everlasting gospel, an aspect of it. I'm not saying I have it all. I'm saying this is an aspect to help us understand yeah. that this gospel is, is eternal. Now, I'll help you understand that in a minute. So if you look at the gospel salvation, it's God in the flesh, Jesus, as he put on mortality. Come on. Walked it out for us, as us, to reveal the way. Mm. It means you have to walk in the way. He did in order to ascend to what he's talking about. Yes. So the Holy Spirit, then he gives us the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit takes us in the gospel of the kingdom of God into all truth from our carnal mind through metanoia to the Father. So he's taking us on a journey to change our mind from the mind of man to the mind of Christ, from carnality to spirit, till we come to the Father. And the Father is the never-changing, never-changing, everlasting gospel, mm -hmm. outside time and space, in spirit, which is immortality, infinity. It's always been, it is right now, and it always will be. And that's where we're to come to. And the word the gospel means good news. So we're to come into the everlasting good news of who the God the Father is and who are you, to living in that. Now, one of the first places God began to hit me with this stuff is in the Trinities. If you look, there's always Trinities everywhere in the Scripture, and they all are leading you to the same reality. Hmm. You got... <clears throat> The Son, remember, he comes as a mortal into the carnal world. You got the Spirit, and you got the Father, Son, Spirit, Father. You got the way, truth, and life. The way is Jesus, the Spirit of truth to lead you into all truth, and the life is Zoe life, immortality, and Abba. It's, it's immortality, Zoe life, indestructible, incorruptible. You got faith, hope, and love. You got faith in Christ to get through the door. You have hope in your, in your heart that comes as you're walking through that uh, place with the Spirit, and you enter into love, which is the Father. Mm. He is the life, the Zoe life. He is love, unconditional love. Mm. And there's many more. And I've taught on that in the past. You can go into that and look it all up, too. Come on. Again, I'm touching on this to take us into some allegory. Yeah. Lay some foundation, go into some allegory. So there's three keys are love, thankfulness, and praise. They're part of the awakening to what is. We need to live a life uh, of unconditional love like our Father. We need to be thankful in all things. And that this is something spiritually that'll start happening to you. And then praise, a life of praise isn't singing songs. It's, it's a life of praise because you become so uh, engulfed in the goodness of God. You're filled with praise constantly at the beauty of what you see because you've been looking through the wrong lens. Mm. Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Christ Jesus, 
Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. But faith working through love. So what's it working through? Father. You see, this is why things aren't working, is it has to work through love, through the Father who is in us. Christ in me, the hope of glory. God in me. Let me just add right here, one of the greatest lies Mm -hmm. that holds back the Western world is the belief that God is in heaven and we're on earth, and when we die, because Jesus died for me, I get to go to heaven. That is what I think it's James or Timothy calls a demonic lie. Now, he, the reason it's a demonic lie is it reinforces the original lie, original sin, which is separation. This is not true. God dwells in you. You want to know where the Father is? Look in the mirror. He ain't in the sky, I'll tell you that. He engulfs all things. All things reside in him for him by him and through him in christ and we're in christ so where's god the father and us he's in you come on he's nowhere else he's here and everywhere else but he's in us personally abba jesus said it he goes i am in the father and the father's in me mm-hmm. and we're one and then he says to philip they said show us the father he goes philip have i been with you so long and you don't understand You've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. Because the Father was revealed in Jesus to us. What if the Christ is the unfolding of God's Word, which, so it would be like, because it says in the beginning, the Word was with God and the Word was God, and everything was void and all those things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like the Christ is actually the frequency being released out of his mouth, and then it's made manifest in us. Right, so it's like Jesus Christ. He was a man, but yet he had the manifestation of the Godhead in him. Right, like it's like uh, me. I'm Corey, but yet all of a sudden there's this dwelling inside of me of the manifestation of the kingdom. Right, right. It's the same as when he created things. Well, how did he make him? It says by Christ all things were made in through you know. So they if all hold together. what if we are the Christ? Yeah. I mean the totality because Paul says we're a multi-membered body and it didn't happen at Calvary it happened before because before the foundation of the world Christ was crucified right yeah so wisdom built its house yeah no, that's this yeah so what happened is if we're there we're the word that became flesh exactly it's almost like what I'm I'm trying to articulate yeah yeah not really able to yeah it's almost like the fact that there's seven billion people Mm-hmm. Shows how big God is. Yeah, they're all just a manifestation of a word spoken. The yes. Christ in yes. them. They wouldn't be here if they weren't in the Christ. Right. Because the Christ is the actual manifesting of a spoken word. Yes. That's what I'm seeing. So that's good. Yes, <laughs> because we are. Uh, it says the word of God never returns to him void. So we are the living word manifested from the Father. And if somebody came here. 
let's say they never had an awareness of God, mm. they would still know what he isn't in order to have contrast, therefore not returning void. Yes. They'd be returning with a well of experience and knowledge to help them understand the Father. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's good. Um, so it's through love. So agape, unconditional love. We, we know this. It says, for God so agape the world. It's unconditional love. This is who he is. So he said, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the law of one. It, and it's a servant's the greatest among you, he said. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean running around doing things. It means understanding that everyone is in a, a place of reconciliation. And as we serve Christ, each other, the body, every, that's a whole human race, as we reach out and bring the good news, we're serving we're serving Jesus. And doesn't he say that? Whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. He said, if you bring a cup of water, right? You've done this to me. So whatever we're doing, we're doing unto him. So once we understand that and we get out of ego, the self that's in lack, thinks it's in lack and trying to get everything, not realizing it has everything within itself, God packed your lunch, yeah. right? Then all of a sudden, you'll be able to love unconditionally and even your enemies, because your enemies are really triggers in you, and you'll be able to reach out to them because they too need to awaken. Right? Come on. We all need to wake up, and then we can, you know, get past this. Right? Living in, in the fall, the separation, looking the other way, living out of the five senses, controlled by matter which isn't, you know, the way we think it is, right? So, hmm. So, the law of one. <clears throat> Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen did not come from anything visible. So, it's created from something that's not matter. It's not from the seen world. It doesn't mean that we can't create. It means it's not made from this. So we try to, through our lack, survive in the matter, matter to matter, if you will. But there's something greater he's telling us here. And remember, faith operates in love. So unless you love your neighbor as yourself, then you wonder why the faith ain't working. Right? The faith works because you're in the Father, and then you know. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of realities not seen. Tree of Life version, the realities not seen. So there's some realities here in the unseen world that faith can access, and the things hoped for are in our own hearts through love, we can change the things around us. Why? Because there's realities there that aren't seen. God's waiting for you to pull them in. Right? Because those realities are the things that God wrote down from the beginning. I created good works for you to walk in, remember? So those realities. So we can either live from the, the uh, memories of who we thought think we are from who we 
where were we were the memories or we can begin to let that go realizing we're living in the present and begin to uh, access those realities Come on. right you have to change your mind metanoia and believe that god loves you believe that you are made perfect because god doesn't make junk so anything otherwise is us through brokenness creating those things it's not what god did so wisdom and love is the way of abba wisdom and love religion can be wisdom with no love it has love of doctrine right but it doesn't have the love i'm talking about because this love knows no division it's in corinthians right yep. so love can be like or love by itself can be like a doctor who says i care he doesn't know anything about how to help you you need the wisdom then to go with the love and then you're able to do these things that's why wisdom builder house when you let the love of god pour through you to all things nothing fears you and no harm can befall you come on because there is no fear in perfect love it's true when one contacts god's ideas he must give them out in order to receive the benefit from them. That's the deed. In thought, word, and deed. He must allow all to do the same, that they may grow and develop as he is growing. So that's what I'm doing. I am releasing what God is giving me in order that others can begin by the spirit he he reveals things even if you get one or one thing from the whole night it awakens in you that's big come on right and then you'll begin to grow and develop because i'm growing i'm, I'm growing into what father says about me the immortal person he created i'm just turning around metanoia to look into the spirit and not through the lies and illusions of the flesh mm. so the veil is separation genesis 221 says adonai elohim caused a deep sleep to fall on the man and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place Luke 8 52 it says and everyone was weeping and lamenting and Jesus said don't weep she didn't die she's sleeping so when Jesus uses the word sleeping he's not using the word dead mm. dead is spiritual so what did God do here because Adam is the whole human race and when he went to sleep he took something from Adam called Eve come on and we want to know what this is remember we're going into allegory now you have to see this is not the literal story what you think it is it's an we're going up higher to the third level of allegorical 
Adam is the Adamic or the human race. He took Eve from Adam. This wasn't a good thing. And you'll see why. So everybody was weeping and lamenting. She didn't die. Sleeping. You see, death is sleeping as there is no death because you can't kill life, which is energy. Go ahead, try to destroy energy. You can't do it. I know the way it looks to us, but it's not true. Death, when he uses the word death, he's talking about spiritual separation from the Father in your mind. It's living from the mind, not out of the heart, which is the very throne of God and the union with him. So the very throne of God and union with him is within the heart. We're going to explain all this. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, this is used for the rapture. This is not the rapture. This is what's going on right now and has went on throughout history. It's the dead spiritually in Christ awakening from spiritual death. Blindness, absolute blindness, living in the matter world, the five senses out, not having a clue who they are, they're spiritually dead. That's what happened in the garden. Mm. So what happened there? So the dead are spiritually living in separation, so the Lord descends Jacob's ladder, levels of consciousness, from, or what we understand is from glory to glory, to awaken the dead to himself, then carry them up the ladder to the bedchamber, which is intimacy, in union. That's what we, Paul called marriage. Not a wedding feast someday, somewhere. We're in a time of reformation right now of the Western Church. The Lord told me in 2006 is what he told me. And for me, it probably started after I was drowning and broke my neck in the ocean in 2004. Things started happening to me in 2005, and then in 2006 he said to me, um, so what do you think the Western Church would need reformed from, using Martin Luther's story. And I said, well, I don't know. I thought we were doing really good because we were in renewal. And he didn't answer. He just began to blow my mind and show me how blind we were and how he wanted to bring a reforming, a reformation to reform into its original state, right? It's like um, in Psalm 23, he restoreth my soul puts it back in original condition. Come on. So that's what he's doing. So you got the fall of the human race in an allegorical picture to restoration in Christ back to the Father. So Adam was put to sleep. That's the hint we, that he died spiritually. Okay, mm-hmm. because that's what happens throughout the time with Jesus. Lazarus, he's not dead, he's sleeping. Well, we know he died. Jesus raised him from the dead. So what he's talking about is spiritual death. Adam was put to sleep. He died. Eve was taken from him, which is speaking about his heart and emotions. To live from the heart, it stopped. He now lived out of the head. 
reason, ego. That's what began for the human race right there. So now we're missing Eve. We're missing heart. We're missing living from our heart with emotions, and emotions are uh, energy in motion. I'll talk about that shortly. So <clears throat> humanity fell and began to live from the reason or intellect of the mind in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, being manipulated through the senses in the illusion of the outside world of dense energy called matter. It's dense, dense energy called matter. The second Adam was born out of Eve, Mary, and was again reunited in heart, emotions, and the mind of Christ. It's an allegorical picture for you. The great mystery of union or marriage to become one flesh, living from the heart and mind in right order from within, creating the world without in dense energy. So now you see the reunion of, of um, Jesus coming out of Mary. And the two are now reunited in Christ. Christ is the new creation, the new man. One new man, new creation. In what? In Christ. Jesus came, the Father in the flesh, walked it out, and he entered back into Mary, Eve, and came forth from there, the two becoming one flesh. Two are one again, separated in the first Adam, reunited in the second one. Mm -hmm. And we've always said this. If you think about it, everybody's always said, it's so ridiculous. I just don't understand her. She's just all emotions. It's yes, she is. Women are from Venus and men are from Mars or whatever they used to say. That's what that is. It's because they're carrying the emotion. Now there's mixture here, but they're carrying the emotions. It's a revelation to us. And we are carrying um, more from the literal or from the mind. But when you put the two back together, male and female, because we're both, we're both, we're both heart, emotion, and we are intellect, being able to uh, understand and perform emotion, mm -hmm. love. So God is neither male nor female, he's both. He's male and female, he's father and mother. He's mother too, and father, two in one, one flesh, expressing both. We're not talking um, sexual orientation here, I'm talking the heart, the, the, you know, like the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the one that comes and, um, you know, gives you, well, look at a mom. What's a mom like? She comforts you. She encourages you. She's there for you. She's all these things, right? Um, what do you call it? The nurturer. She nurtures you. And then your dad's there is the protector and the one that gives you wisdom. He tells you, you shouldn't do that, man. Don't do that. Right? But when you put those two together, you get God. Yeah. And this is who we are. And this is the new creation man. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to get back to the place of awakening and living from the heart. That's what's going on. I was listening to a rabbi once. Yep. And, uh, he said um, the Christian trinity is, is interpreted wrong. He said it'd be mm. better interpreted 
father, mother, son. Yeah. And the bride would be the completion of the family. Yeah. Where, like, we look at it as, you know, father, Holy Spirit, son, where it's like, well, why why is there no mother in this picture? You know, and, and who's the son's bride? Well, the, the body, the Christ, right? Yes. The manifestation of God's love is the, the daughter that gets married into the family. Which, which is talking about what I'm talking right here, the union. So it's both are you. You're yeah. a son of God. Yeah. And you're the bride. Yeah. Because it's the two becoming one in marriage. This was him looking from the outside yeah, yeah. at the Trinity. Yeah. From a standpoint of not necessarily believing in Trinity. Right. But saying if you understood Hebrew culture, mm. you would have a better understanding to say mother, father, father. mother, son. Yeah. Than to say father, Holy Spirit, son, because it's the family unit that God created. It's the family that expresses the heart of the father. Yes. That's what they believe. Yeah. So it's it's amazing when you, you start to see uh, the mystery. What we're doing is diving a little bit into the mystery Paul talked about. Yeah. Right? There's this mystery. It's it's about uh, you. It's about you. Come on. And that's what the marriage is. So let me um, reiterate something by Albert Einstein. Just a little thing. Um. Concerning matter, Albert Einstein said, we've been all wrong. What we've called matter is energy, whose vibration has been so lowered as to be perceptible to the senses. Matter is spirit reduced to the point of visibility. There is no matter. So spirit is slowed down is matter. It's not that I'm looking for my spirit. I'm looking to transfigure by returning to the speed of light. Instead of blood is congealed light, slowed down light. Now, let's look at his, his uh, reference. E equals mc squared. That's energy in motion energy equals mass or matter created from light squared that's what c is it's light squared what is that 34 billion 596 million miles a second that's what light squared is 186,000 miles a second miles a second times 186,000 miles a second is 34,596,000,000 miles a second that's light so that to create energy and motion even our emotions within us that's what can create as we step into this place with god matter that's what brings about mass e equals mc squared jesus was circumcised on what day the eighth day speaking of the journey up jacob's ladder jesus john 151 to the step after completion to the cutting away of flesh carnality to bringing life from the heart on the eighth day which is a new beginning that's what the picture's there for 
when you look at it, this is your journey up Jacob's ladder to the circumcision of carnality to be cut away. That ends at the end of Romans chapter 7, Romans 6, Romans 7, Romans 8, the way, the truth, the life. That's the journey. You come into that place, and it's a new beginning. Isn't it funny? It's the eighth day, and it's Romans 8. There's the math for you. The math is there. This is what we need cut away from us as we ascend. In uh, James 1.17, it says, Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never, never subject to change. So you tell me, did God create anything imperfect in, those, in this world? No. Come on. He did not. It's our perception and our, what we're creating in the senses as we look outward in matter. Because we are dead spiritually, looking the wrong direction. In an, another translation, the uh, Tree of Life version, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or shifting shadows. No shadows. We're created perfect, and every illusion is through the mind, being formed by our subconscious, not in line with truth. Truth. This is, there is, by it's a lie. We're living a lie. We want to change creation. Could you imagine if we would all just choose to love one another and serve one another? What couldn't we do? What couldn't we do? And, and, and that's just on a mind level. Like, seriously? We can create anything. All things are possible, Jesus said to him who believes. All things. All things. What can you think about? Try to think of something outside of all things. You can do anything. Why aren't we? We're still working on the common cold. Why? It's because of where we, what we think and what we're projecting. That's why we, we need to return metanoia to God and understand these things. We need to change our mind, metanoia, to the mind of Christ, and the truth will set you free. That's what he said. It's revelation truth, the light of God, that will set you free. But that's got to come. The metanoia has to happen. Father is all-knowing and omniscient. All-powerful, yeah. that means. So either he is or he isn't. And you're pro powerful enough to disagree and create through delusion. That's our choice. He gives us free will to do that. That's why we're in this. But he is all-knowing and, all, and omniscient. What does that mean? If God is all-knowing, if I was all-knowing, and I was going to make something, and I knew it was going to be broken, I wouldn't bother. Why make it? So there, Jesus wasn't plan B. No. There's something powerful going on here, guys. That's what religion teaches us. Yes, it's not. Because an all-knowing God doesn't do plan B. 
In fact, he doesn't have a second thought. In other words, he already knows before he does. Therefore, he, he knew. And if he's all-powerful, if he's omniscient, then he can change and do anything he wants when he does. Therefore, he's not going to, he doesn't have any enemies. Let's put it, he's not at war with anybody. That also is just something we're creating. He's not at war because he's all-powerful. If he is at war, he's not all-powerful. Therefore, that's a lie. But that would be us projecting our attributes to him. Yes. So, like, we got to remember some some key points here. Number one, Genesis was not written by Adam. Right. Talking about Moses and God spending time together. Right. And God reveals to him these things. He writes them down. Right. So the story of Adam and Eve for us in this day and age has become a literal yeah. foundation of our belief. Yeah. But God was telling this to someone. They weren't there. No. He was telling him a story, much like you did. And, and what happens is in, in, <clears throat> in Jewish history, what we did is I tell my children and they tell their children. Yeah. It was oral. They didn't even write. So they yeah. weren't writing any of it down. It was oral. Until the Torah started yes. being written and all yes. that. And so we have to remember that we are, we are um, with a carnal mind, needing it all to add up math, like, like in order yeah. to our logical mind. Because if it doesn't, then it can't exist. Like I, I was sitting at a table with someone and said, you know what? I don't even, it does not matter to me if the Bible is literal. Right. And they lost it. Well, that's everything. Yeah. That's that's how we know it's true. Well, no, you know how I know it's true because Jesus walked through a wall, put his hand on my head, and talked to me. Yeah, that's a little more legit. That's how I know it's true. Yeah. That's how I believe in Christ mm. because I met him. Yeah, he wasn't a figurative thing anymore. He was a person to me, which is the living word. Yeah, and it's happened a few times. So I have a foundation of experience that lets me know it's him, which is what I talk about with the kiss constantly. Yeah. And it's good because we need that foundation of experience. Or without it, you have nothing. Really. All all you are is a seagull a claiming, on a road claiming you're a car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about to have a bad day. <laughs> and and how do you know? Well, when something comes up, like in the world that exposes the heart, you get to see if that stuff works. Yeah. So the only thing that kept me was the. The pursuit of more. Yes. Because I hadn't I wasn't there yet. I was still caught up in what was going on, but I was pursuing more. That's because of the kiss. It was like it wouldn't leave you alone. Well, and he even showed me right? in that season, yeah. That was intimacy doesn't leave you alone. He said to me, he said, A revival will never change the world. No. For it's culture that has to change. Individual people. All of them. Yes. It can't be that just this handful of people thinking they're going to influence the world. It's like an inward thing. And if I create them, just bring them into religion, what have I given them? Well, and, and that's the thing is freedom always, freedom will become your prison if you camp out there. Unless you know the living word himself. Yeah. That's truth. The absolute truth is a Even person. the disciples... They went up on the mountain of transfiguration and wanted to stay in that experience, so they built. They wanted to build temples, right? Thinking that in the temples would be the experience. 
and Jesus ignored them. <laughs> right, and the father was trying to tell them, you're the temple, man. Don't build he, anything. He was showing them. <laughs> he's That's like, right. he's glowing, guys. <laughs> this is the temple right here. He's glowing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, sorry. No, it's good. Uh, so we want to we want to come into that place of the kiss. We want to know what is really going on, what's happening with us, you know? Uh, the book of Thomas, um, um, verse 18, it says, The di disciples said to Jesus, tell us how our end will be. Now, I think that that's probably what the Western church would say today. Mm -hmm. Tell us what our end will be. And Jesus said, have you discovered then the beginning? <laughs> that you look for the end. For where the beginning is, there will the end be. Blessed is he who will take his place in the beginning. He will know the end and will not experience death. Come on. So, again, he's speaking here about spiritually separated and dead from God. He's saying it's at the beginning. It's at the beginning. Now, we see that in, in, he is the Alpha and the Omega. We see in Hebrew understanding time is circular. So they re, And that the, the, the Jews read from the back of the book to the front. It's the weirdest thing, man. I was on a plane with this Jewish guy sitting beside me, and he's reading, and I'm looking down at this book, and he's, he's at the, book of the back of the book flicking the pages, and I'm like, wow, that is trippy, man. That is really trippy. Reading, right, from right to left, and we read from left to right. I mean, it's even worse than driving on the other side of the road in a car. I mean, it's like your brain just does this thing. And I know that we'll say, well, they're in the east. It's like kind of if I go to Australia and flush the toilet, the water goes the other way instead of here, where it goes down one to the right, down there it goes to the left. It's yeah. like, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think there's a deeper thing here. And I have heard of another way of interpreting through the allegory is back to front. Is you got to read the story backwards, and there's a revelation in it for you. So I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to take you into one to show you what I've been talking about. Let's look at Jesus, but instead, let's start on the throne. Okay, so he's on the throne. He's ascended. And he descends from the throne in spirit, and he descends to the tomb of our death in separation then he puts on the grave clothes puts them on because he'd taken them on when he left the grave clothes of the veil that's over you then he went to the cross to die to the carnal mind then he went to ministering in the outer court of illusions in mortality then he goes, turns the wine, the water into wine. Where? At the marriage, the union. He's tipping us off now. And when did he do it? On the third day. Then he goes to the baptism, which is memory and consciousness of God. The memory and consciousness of God. That's what he was being put into the water. Remember, he's going 
as us, for us. Then he goes to being circumcised on the eighth day to show us about the latter and about cutting away of the flesh. And then what? He enters back into union in Mary, Eve. And he's restored as in the beginning. It's as in the beginning. It's restoration. That's crazy. So that is a picture of the reversing of what happened in Genesis. This is what Christ came to do. Yeah. And that now is the work that's working out in us. Which if you think about it, um, that's really wild because that's like Christ starts with the Father, comes here. Yes. Does everything and returns to the Father. Father. So he went to the same place he was. Yes. And did it all forwards and backwards because he's not inside time. That's right. (laughs) And if you look backwards, you see the heart and the mind reunited and living from the heart. That's who Christ is. All right? He was moved with compassion and healed. You see who he is, right? So the heart emotions awakened... The heart emotions awakened is energy in motion. Through love in the mind of Christ, which is the wisdom of God, united in union as a marriage, which is the new creation, two as one flesh, one new man. That's who we are. And that's what we're awakening to here, guys. That's what this is all about. We're awakening to through this journey by the Holy Spirit, and it's his work, by the way. This isn't ours. This isn't something that I came up with, thought this would be really good to talk about. This is his work to bring us, because it's a little out there, eh, from normal? Yeah. I spent 35 years. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, backwards. Uh, I was taught literal. Backwards revelation isn't popular at the moment. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard of one guy that I know of. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure there's a lot of others. I just haven't met them yet. I hope too soon. Because usually as the light comes, then the other individuals, God starts to connect you with them is what takes place. I'm looking forward. Get it? (laughs) I am really excited, man. I am. I got this excitement in me lately because it's like I know something and I'm beginning to get really excited about what's next like i can i can literally feel it i'm waiting you know for enoch to show up or something literally and and or jesus for that matter and us to begin to to talk about this stuff and you know what's next and where do we go from here and what do you want to do right you know so one new man let me read that again the heart emotions awakened Energy and motion, emotions. Energy and motion through love, which is out of the heart, in the mind of Christ, that's us understanding what's going, because that's the wisdom of God, united in marriage, which is the new creation, man. Two as one flesh. Eve and Adam, once again, put back together as one. It's a, it, this is the allegorical picture. It's not um, got to do with uh, sexual orientation, being a man or a woman in this world. 
It's got to do with who we are as a whole being and walking in this place um, and being the love of God manifested in creation. This is where we're going, is to be restored to the beginning before this happened, before Adam went to sleep and Eve was taken from him. Now Jesus is the firstborn of a new creation of many brethren to come, and out of him, see, he reunites in Mary, Eve, the woman, the heart, and now we, many brethren to come. Jesus, that means, is our brother. Am I correct? It's the firstborn, many brethren to come, therefore Jesus is my brother. He's the king of kings. Those that have overcome. A king is overcome. He's the firstborn. This is the land right here that I need to overcome by letting him lead me in these things. As he awakens me, the spirit leading me through all truth to once again dwelling in the Father consciously, that's the everlasting good news. It's where I was. It's where I'm returning to because I turned the wrong way. Now I'm turning around, metanoia, and I'm heading back in. It's the journey of your mind back into wholeness in the Father for all eternity. Come on. So now let's look at this, what I call unveiled love. Because it seems like Christians, my brothers and sisters, have such a problem with love. They got a good, they can say the word, but man, they want judgment. I think that's because they feel like victims and they want justice. That's why that happens. And so we create a God in our own image that's going to be just, and we should realize that we're the first one that's going to stand in front of that justice. So we may want to think rethink that. It's got to do with, you know, I used to say, yeah, dude, I need mercy. So if God is merciful, I need to be merciful. I need a dump truck. You know, but it's it's understanding that. So let's look at, let's pull the veil back, unveiled. Let's take the veil back off of love where God shows us himself in Scripture. In Scripture, in another picture or allegory, his name is Hosea. God's throne is your heart. And to live from love through the mind of Christ. Hosea marries a prostitute to show unconditional love and forgiveness. As she had to let go of who she thought she was, dead in heart. To a, First she, she leave, is, he gets her, then she leaves and she is in a survival mode. Then she comes back, then comes away again, and she's being a servant. Then finally, she receives the acceptance of Hosea's unconditional love for her and for who she is. And guess what? It brings life. She has children. It's a picture of God's love for you coming to you, who has prostituted yourself to this carnal world, 
and he continues to love you and love you and love you even as you're working through these things even as a servant you see you started doing things but you still didn't know you thought it was because of what you were doing when god loved you at the as you are when he came it never changed and it's not she had children it's not until we 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 receive that love that we can actually bear fruit and bring life in the land of the living it's not until you receive this this is god's view of us through the eyes of love that that changed her into who she really was this is the way god loves us isn't this the prodigal son come on it's the same thing he didn't change this is a picture of how the father knows you and loves you and looks for you the prodigal to return this isn't a backslidden Christian this is a backslidden Christ a backslidden son of God that is the whole human race the Adamic race he looks for the prodigal to return from the journey of Jacob's ladder home through the metanoia by turning around changing your mind seeing him face to face and entering into the ecstasy of who he is as love he is the manifestation of love that's who he is and he doesn't change man he does not change He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is somebody asking a question or? Uh, no, Norlene was just telling me oh. Malcolm Smith has been teaching on this. Oh, really? He, he talks about the reverse? I, I don't know. Allegory? I don't know exactly um, what part, but I'm, okay. I'm guessing parts of it. That's cool. I love, <laughs> I love Malcolm Smith. He's so, one of the guys that first woke me up. She said tonight's really good. To, he, he first woke me up from... Um, the whole white picket fence laws you know mm. that whole thing of the leaven of the pharisees i i watched it in 90 something early 90s and it was like he comes on you go who is that guy and when he's going off you go who was that guy <laughs> you know what i mean my yeah. I, yeah he was an awakening to me he has a very um, unassuming yes. appearance. You think he's going to be just this Bible thumping, yeah, I know. very um, theological, theological guy. guy, and then all yeah. of a sudden he's this deep heart yeah. wrenching, compassionate lover of yeah, the he, light. He, he, he's Jesus in his Malcolm suit. Yeah, right, and he just blows your mind. It's like, wow, that's good. It blows my mind. So we we entered that place of seeing him face to face literally in the ecstasy of who he is as love and that is what happened to me in 1978 in the bathroom liquid love liquid love i was in and it was ecstasy and it's just mind it's just it's i can't even give you words for it i can try by doing that but that's that's unjust you need to come on you need to have the kiss the mind can't go where the kiss takes you Let's put it that way. Yeah. Right? St. Francis of Assisi said, the one you're looking for is the one who's looking. It's the one that's looking. I want you to think on that for a second. 
St. Francis of Assisi said the one you're looking for is the one who's looking. It's you. You're one with God, and it's you waking up to you. You see, there's no separation. There is no separation. There is no separation. Philip, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You see, as long as I'm living in separation, I don't know what this is really all about. Come on. Now, that can sound a little... Uh, it can scary for people because they live. They, that's how separated we are. I was just last week. Was it last week? Yeah, I guess this is Monday, where I was being still and knowing He's God. I was just sitting with Him, and I was beginning to try to understand, you know, by entering into the Spirit, that <clears throat> I was this um, almost like a energy, like a um, for a word. Let me use. I was an egg in the, or consciousness, in the bigger consciousness. And he said to me, uh, John, that's separation. So I realized I'm not a drip of water in an ocean. That was just, I'm on the way to truth. A drip of water in the ocean is, you can't find it where it begins and ends in the ocean. But in my mind, I'm still the drip. No, I'm not the drip of water. The I am the ocean. Yeah. I'm part of it. Now, the only reason we say that is so that we don't get crucified. Well, but it's blinding us from a greater truth. So he says it to me. Yeah. Yeah, John, you're still in separation. You're going to have to get rid of this. See, that's the metanoia. I have to metanoia to understand what it means. So did you observe it? Now I'm working on that, yes. Where you're Where I'm one why. with him. Yeah. Why are you? The, mm. Why have you made yourself the drip? Yes, because there's a fear. Probably not, maybe a fear, but a, a thought pattern connected to admitting that we're God. That would be very un unsettling uh, for a lot of people. But he's trying to show you something. He, he wants me to become one with him to understand what this is all about. So it's just part of the ladder. You become one with him, then you become him. That's right. Yes. Now, we've understood it like this for a long time. We've said we want to be like Jesus. Yeah. So then we thought, well, we're going to do and act like him, and we'll be like him. But no, you are one with him. It's as you recognize it that you change. Right? Dum, dum, dum. So end <laughs> with this. Catherine of Siena said God told her, my son's nailed feet are a stair by which you can climb to his side, where you will see revealed his inmost heart. From when the soul has looked with her mind's eye into my son's opened heart, she begins to feel the love of her own heart in the consummate and unspeakable love, she begins to see herself as one with him. See, that's the ladder. The ladder's from his feet. As for Catherine of Siena, the Lord's showing her this. It's climbing from his nailed feet 
which is where he walked on the earth in carnality, up to where his heart is, to look inside of God's inmost heart, and then she's awakened to the love of her own heart, consummated like marriage in union with unspeakable love. She hasn't even got words to tell you now because she's in that ecstasy within herself because that's where the Father is in you. So this is why we're, we're, we're talking about the everlasting gospel, which is about love and union. It's about the love that's within you, in the Father, as you become married in union with Him, and your heart awakens, it awakens, and be, is able then to be able to be raptured in Him. That's what the real rapture is, like Bob Jones used to say. I believe in the rapture. I get raptured about five times a day. Well, I get raptured. It's not the same as what we think. The great taking away, that's the pagan religion that Constantine gave us. Pagan religion is that uh, God dwells in Mount Olympus. That's the pagan religion that got changed. He did a little watering and made our God in heaven and us on earth. The gods, that's what it is. And it's to keep us separated. Instead of understanding, God is everywhere, Jesus said. Heaven is everywhere. And he said, God is sacred unity. That is the union again of that whole thing I've just talked about tonight, the marriage, and understanding the oneness, that law of one, that if God is in me and God is in you, that whatever I do to you, I do to me. Because we're one. Mm. I heard a guy once, um, he was like a self-help guy. Mm. He said there's two things you can give people, (coughs) or there's two things that you can control people with, either what they want or what they fear. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's really the paganism stuff. Um, It created chanting. It created all, it brought all these things not that chanting's bad. I just mean like no. we treat prayer like chanting. Well, be the persistent woman and the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we have all these theologies as if God's this horrible master with a bowl, and if it's not filled, he can't pour it out, so you better keep right, praying. Right. Although every spiritual blessing's already been lavished upon you as a love gift by Jesus before in, the foundation of the world. In that spiritual place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's waiting for you to learn how to manifest it. Yes. He's not worried about it. No. He's given it unto you. He rested on the seventh day, so he's not doing anything. Come on. He, it's already there for us, right? It's good. Those, those we, we need to walk in the union that's already there in the marriage. Yeah, it's, just, <clears throat> it's, really, it's really letting go and not being... Um, not being afraid to have God open your mind and have God um, open your heart and start to yeah like let stuff out. Shaba, it's you know? it's Hosea, God's Hosea, unconditional yeah. love, man. And Come we're, on, we were pro- he's not judging we anybody. And he didn't change his his look for us one bit because it's us that was paying the paying the price 
of of eating the what is it was it prodigal was eating the corn chucks the yeah chucks the, the or, pig whatever. Slop or whatever yes yeah yeah no it's so true and where were those sons in the beginning of the story they were in the father's house yes what did were. jesus say he was going to do prepare a place for you yeah hello yeah yeah so we it, it, yeah it's all now the kingdom's now today is the day of salvation yeah uh judgment day is today it means as you uh, are judging judgments coming back on you and we want to learn to live out of love which doesn't have judgment no it's forgiving it's letting go of the past it's it's believing for the person standing in front of you um, which is all we were all in the father's house as one in this place of love that the kiss of God and so wow. yeah it's good news we have good news the everlasting good news for all of humanity now that's gonna make the judgment people mad but that's okay <laughs> it won't be the first time and it won't They're be the last normally smiling so no because we love them too yeah I was one of them Goodbye. until I got a big kiss I call it the big sloppy kiss from heaven and, and he ruined me he ruined me God ruined me God you ruined me when he kissed me because then what was I supposed to do now how can you be mad after being kissed like that <laughs> you know and then he's he's kissing all the time he's kissing all the time it's only those that don't know but he's standing right there big kiss come on yeah so hallelujah there you go anybody have any questions or comments and be nice <laughs> yeah anyway beautiful <clears throat> yeah if you need the movies out now by, by um, the book was written by um, Francis Rivers I think her name is and it was called uh, redeeming love power on Hosea and this whole thing the movie just came out not long ago there was a movie made and it's it's very well done oh, wow. yeah that shows this kind of like uh, picture and if you recognize that it's you and Christ or the father wanting to uh, bring you back and you see him in the whole thing and it's interesting he's a farmer he owns a, a, a farm it's just uh, and she's a prostitute and you see this story unfold of this great love and it's it'll it'll uh, it will touch you and uh, just understand this is God looking at you and wanting to bring you home he wants to bring you home up the ladder into sacred unity and love and um, what the heck let's kick death and decay off the planet out of the mind of man let's wake up to immortality that's who we are otherwise you're gonna have a nap <laughs> and then you're gonna go holy smokes I didn't die that's right oh, that's good. yes so now you get to do this somewhere else. Carry on, wayward son. <laughs> that was by Kansas. Yeah, I, I caught that, yes. Yeah. Anyway, hallelujah. It was good.
<laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Adios. Have a good night.